Hello. Dave, that was boring. <laughs> that went hand in hand with, with the thought that was already going through my head. Um, what, what a boring that, hello, Michael has just said. <laughs> no, that last week you said that your wave was fucked, obviously referring to the wiggly lines on the screen. And I said, did it have a limp wrist? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, then. Oh. Why are you getting this fucking high-quality banter in before the recording's even started? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm just a massive fan of... Oh, my hello is so boring. <laughs> but then, no, that, was it. that was it. It disappointed him, like a limp wrist would. <laughs> kind of... Oh, God, I'm really self-conscious about this hello now. <laughs> Hiya! And welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the puzzling podcast where geographically diverse pals have a few drinks and work to... Oh, my microphone's turning around in its little spot. <laughs> this is a terrible start. <laughs> oh. And work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Mike. I'm drinking a Casalero del Diablo Cabernet Sauvignon, which is... Uh, so I it's day two of the bottle and is quite tasty. And joining me today, we have... I'm Ben Lavery-Griffiths, and this week I'm drinking a 1698, a lovely Kentish strong ale from Shepherd's Neem. It's uh, lovely. Uh, and I'm Danny, and I'm drinking a legendary Tanglefoot from the Badger Ale Company, and it's very tasty. Oh, oh I love Badgers. I tell you what, Badgers Golden Glory, do they even sell it anymore? It was my favourite beer ever. Uh, I think it's called Golden Champion now. And this is Danny's first ever time on the podcast. Danny, can you introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Danny. I have a very monotone voice, so I apologise. My hobbies include sleeping and wearing trousers. <laughs> so how does it work? Each week we'll be locked into a charmingly themed escape room of the ears, within which each of us has secretly crafted a puzzle. We'll present those puzzles in turn while the others try and solve them. And if we don't escape within the hour, then dire things shall befall us. And if we break anything, we shall lose our deposit, which this week is Danny's cat. Oh, damn it, I need that. Are we ready, folks? Yes. Yes. Then let's enter the infinite escape room. This week, we open one of the Infinite Escape Room's many grand palatial doors and step inside to find ourselves in a suitably palatial palace. This isn't just any palace, though. There's absolutely stacks of food, a big pile of democracy, a nuclear arsenal in the process of being decommissioned, and a nascent space programme, and the sounds of people outside being the happiest, healthiest, and workiest in the world. Why, we must be in the Democratic People's Republic of North Korea, in Hooray. Kim Jong-un's People's Palace, no less. It looks like everybody's popped out for one of their regular sessions of feasting and internet access. We'd best escape before they come back and confuse us with their South Korean friends across the border and throw us an embarrassingly massive party. Or torture us to death. The palace doors swing shut behind us and lock with three world-leadingly whimsical padlocks. We have one hour and the timer starts now. Before us, we have Kim Jong-un's private bathroom, the war room bunker, and the temple. The temple? Yeah, temple. Do they do, do, they do religion yes. in um, in North Korea? Do they do religion? Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yes, sure they do. Okay, cool. So, fellas, what do we fancy? Well, I'm perplexed by the temple. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> so am I now. <laughs> oh, and yeah, okay. sorry, Ben. Let, let me give you some more prompts there. Can we please do the temple, Ben? That puzzle that ben, you presumably may prepared. I do the temple, <laughs> please, sir. Oh, it's been a long day. yourself. And that is my puzzle. Okay, so you walk into the temple, which appears to be a fairly... I was going to say a fairly barren room, but it, it actually has stuff in, so it's not that barren, to be honest. <laughs> in the middle of the room... Oh <laughs> 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 my God, it's like the, the barren, the not barren room. The temple of con contradictions. <laughs> <laughs> 
In the middle of the room, you see a uh, a stone pillar. To one end of the room, you see a fireplace. To the side, you see stacks of wood. To the other end, you see a trough of water. And to the other side, you see a cupboard of metal bowls. Uh, around the stone pillar, there are markings on the floor. What would you like to do? Uh, can we inspect the fireplace? Of course you can. So the fireplace is a place to have fires. Uh, there is no fire in it currently, but you can see some some flint and a, and a sharp thing to, to make sparks and some kindling. So you probably could make a fire should you wish to uh, create one. Well, we've got wood. I mean, God wood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we make a fire then if we have the uh, utensils? You, you can do. You, uh, you uh, take some wood from the wood store, uh, noticing that there are some billows propped up next to the wood store. Oh, Plop the uh, the wood into the fireplace and magically do your fire making stuff, and there is now a, a nice fire going. Lovely. Is that it? It's just nice and toasty now. It seems to be. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, as a man, I think I need to stand next to the fire while Danny makes it and kind of nod. And... <laughs> oh, just like every barbecue I've ever done. <laughs> can I can I grab the bellows just for um for emergencies for later? You can Thank do. You. Can I inspect yes. the bellows? Um, they are bellows. Can I give them a foof? Uh, you fuff them. Is that the technical term? Pretty sure it's fuffabello. Okay, all right, fair enough. So what else did we have? You said there was a trough of water. Can we look at that? Uh, th- you can. There is, uh, it's a trough uh, with water in it. Oh, excellent. Nothing uh, in the water or discernible about it? Uh, nope, it's very, very still. There's nothing in the water or about the water that isn't watery. Mm. Right, okay. Uh, you mentioned that there were some markings around the pillar. Can we take a look at both the pillar and the markings, please? You can do. Looking, uh, first of all, at the markings on the floor, you can see that there is a sort of a compass marked onto the floor. Uh, north points to the fireplace, east to the wood store, south to the trough of water, and west to the uh, cupboard of metal bowls. Uh, as you walk around and inspect the uh, the compass points, you notice that there are some holes in the floor to the north and to the south. And there is also an inscription on the stone pillar. Are we able to read it or is it uh, hieroglyphics? Or in Korean, which I don't <laughs> yeah. think I can read either. <laughs> no, it is uh, wonderfully in um, in English. Oh, how convenient. Um, I forgot what language. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a really, the, that's a really hell of a way to expose your sleeper agent status, Ben. <laughs> What language am I reading today, comrade? (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) The inscription reads, Forces opposed achieve nothing. Forces together move Earth. Hmm. Just quickly recap, you said that we had some whole... uh, The markings around the ground had uh, holes at the north and south points. They did, yes. Okay. How big are the holes? Well, you note that they're both about the size of... Slightly larger than than one of the log sizes that you've got. Oh, Interesting. Oh, uh, could you... Would you like to inspect the holes further? Uh, if, if that's at all possible. You look at the hole to the north, and um, it's, it's a hole that goes into the ground. Not much more sort of about that, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but looking at the hole to the south, you notice there's also a, a slightly smaller hole um, to the north of it. Mm. And around the larger hole, um, there is, is soot. You can see that uh, maybe some, some burnt or burning um, wood has been inserted. Interesting. I have a theory. Go ahead. So, channeling my inner video game logic, we would need to perhaps apply an element like water and fire to our wood, mm-hmm. stick it in the holes, and then perhaps the smaller hole is for a sausage. <laughs> okay, okay, I had it all into the smaller hole. Yeah, um, I was going to say. Big, how big is the smaller hole? Um, it's about the size of the end of the bellows. If you, if you, um, 
thought about it. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I sense a kind of fifth element style thing going on here. Um, could you just repeat where um, the compass points, what items they were pointed to, please? Of course. So to the north, there was the fireplace. Yep. To the east was the wood store. To the south was a trough of water. And to the west was a cupboard of metal bowls. Excellent. So I would assume, uh, can we inspect the metal bowls a bit closer, please? Uh, you can indeed. You uh, you open the cupboard and uh, there are stacks upon stacks of metal bowls. They look like metal and they're bowly, like bowls. Excellent. Metal bowls that are metal bowly. <laughs> My favourite. So I would assume that we could use the metal bowls to transport the water from the trough oh, uh, and the thinking. fire that we've handily just uh, fired up to burn some wood and then uh, use those items, uh, as you said previously, Mike. Yeah, so uh, woody, woody fiery log in the southmost hole. Yes. And then bowl of water poured into the northmost hole, I guess. Yes. I fear that this may be a trap, though, as the northmost hole is the one that's pointed at the fire. But I well, don't know. Let's ah, see how yes, this plays out. Forces together monetize uh, Bitcoin. Yes. Well done. Well done. Okay. If we break it, then I guess we just got to stay in North Korea. <laughs> well, no, because I lose my cat and I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. I'm the only one with, with skin in the game here. Come on. <laughs> do, 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 do they eat cats in, in North Korea? Oh, damn it. No. <laughs> no I think they're all about the dog in North Korea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I see. Okay, so can we do that? Can we please uh, grab a piece of wood from the uh, wood store? Uh, set it on mm -hmm. fire and then place it in the south larger hole and then yes. also grab a metal bowl, fill it with water from the trough and then pull that into the northmost hole. Uh, you can indeed. Excellent. Uh, and then I assume, uh, Mike, as you're the one with the bellows. Yeah, I'm going to stick them in the little hole and give them a good foof. Which, as we've ascertained, is the technical term, yes. Indeed. You, you give it a good foof um, and you hear the unmistakable sound of wood distinguishing. Uh, it seems you foofed too hard. Oh dear. Can I give it a less enthusiastic foof? Uh, well, I guess I'd need to relight the log, stick it back in and give it a slightly less enthusiastic foof. You do. You hear, uh, you hear a, a roar of flame from beneath and uh, you see some, uh, some steam coming up from below the stone pillar. And you can swear that the, that the pillar moves upwards slightly. But the water is, uh, is, is all gone now. It's, you need some more in there. Oh, so if I ferry water to and from as you continue to foof, Mike, yes. keeping us topped up, does, does that do the trick? Oh, of course, yes, because like it's like we're lifting the pillar on like a little cloud of steam. Yes, and then the water we're using is evaporating, I assume. Man, North Korea's religion is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like Avatar or something. Yeah, um, have you not heard of the uh, Great God Steam Pillar? Very big <laughs> over there. Uh, yeah, can we can we uh, can we uh, do the actions that as Danny has just described them? You can do, but I did think that Danny just just said Steve Pinner. <laughs> Steve Pinner. I was like, who's Steve Pinner? Oh, come on, Ben. You know Steve. <laughs> He's the Messiah of North Korea. <laughs> um, yeah, so you you, uh, you ferry some water back to the North Hole, and uh, and Mike continues to very carefully, <laughs> controllably, fuff <laughs> the... <laughs> fuff his words. Oh, oh, sorry, Dan, <laughs> Ben, can you just talk about mine and... Danny's actions with regards to the North Hole and the South Hole some more, please. <laughs> well, I'm very much on the North Hole here. Yeah, I mean, I'm more of a North Hole man normally, but I'm, I'm interested in trying the South Hole at some stage. I don't know. You're busy foofing the South currently, so... Mike is, uh, Mike is very controllably, carefully foofing his wood in the South Hole. In the southernmost <laughs> hole. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, yes, Ben, can we so, continue to uh, evaporate steam, please? 
You can do the uh, the stone pillar in the center of the room rises and rises with the uh, with the steam pressure building underneath it, and uh, it clicks into place. It seems to not go up or down any further. Mm. Is there anything we can see now that it's higher up? So you take a little look around the stone pillar, and towards the bottom of it, on the east side, there appears to be a cavity. Uh, I nominate Mike to explore the cavity. Does that mean I need to stop fluffing the southmost hole? Yes, uh, you you can stop <laughs> fluffing now. You've you've fluffed plenty. Okay. Um, yes, I shall. Uh, can I kind of take a look at, at yon cavity, please? Uh, you can. Uh, inside the cavity appears to be a key. Uh, you have found the Thai key. <laughs> and you have solved my puzzle. Excellent. Thailand is miles away. <laughs> uh, tai Chi has got nothing to do with Thailand. Is, is Tai Chi something they practice in North Korea? Yes. Really? Oh, my yep. God. Awesome. I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, but, yes, you had, you had various elements there of, of Tai Chi. Oh, awesome. Oh, of course, yes, the elements. Very clever. Very, very clever. Mm, nice. And and the, the, the controlled breathing is, is a key part of it, hence the controlled foofing. Ah, ah you're, hard and you're, you're not doing yeah. it right. Indeed. Life lesson then. <laughs> uh, with Tai Chi in hand, you uh, make your way back to wherever we were. Where were we, Mike? Kim Jong-un's palace. Uh, you make your way back to the, the, the palace entrance, I suppose. The lobby. It's the lobby of the palace. Okay, so remaining to us, we have the war bunker and... Kim Jong-un's private bathroom. What do we fancy next, guys? I kind of feel like we ought to end up in the bathroom. That seems sensible. Most things do. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, can we go to the wall bunker, please? Oh, excellent. This is my puzzle. Okay, so from the lobby, you walk down to the door labelled War Room. You open the door to find one of those really old, shoddy-looking lifts with the metal grate in front of it. You open said metal grate and get in the lift and descend about two floors very slowly when you judder to a halt at the bottom. You exit the lift and open the door. As you open the door, the sensors pick you up and two of the four room lights dimly illuminate the room. You are in the war room now. In front of you, you can see a very old, tired-looking room with the kind of boring office beige walls that clearly haven't been painted in some time. And the floor is also that kind of tacky cheap office carpeting squares covering the floor apart from a small section in the corner that appears to have been missed. In front of you, you can see the following. In the middle of the room is a large ring table with seats around it. On the leftmost wall is a set of pictures. On the furthest wall ahead of you is a set three large screens and a set of clocks. And on the right of you is a filing cabinet. What would you like to do? Finish my drawing of this room. Um, in which corner was there uh, a lack of carpet tiles? Uh, it's on the right back most. Excellent. That's where I put it. And how many pictures were on the left-hand wall? You want to inspect the pictures? Well, just firstly, knowing how many there are. Okay. Uh, there are five. Five. Okay. Let's go inspect the pictures, please. Okay, sure. Um, closest to furthest away. Approaching the pictures, you can see that there, as I mentioned before, are five, and they all appear to be previous glorious leaders of North Korea. Mm. All of the pictures mm. are of equal size, apart from the middlemost one, which appears to be the current glorious leader. This one is much larger than the others, and you can see either side of the bottom of it are two small black objects. Looking closer at the objects, they appear to be those kind of office keycard readers. And they both hmm. are identical, save for a small picture on them. The one on the left 
has a small picture that looks like a war medal, and the one on the right has a picture that looks like a microchip. Who were I? So I know it was Kim Jong Il was before Kim Jong Un. Yes. Who was before them? Uh, I don't know. Let me I just really not Google that. <laughs> uh, I didn't think that you would want this much detail, but I will tell you now. I'm just wondering. It's, I'm just wondering if it sort of they display the same lack of imagination in their um, their naming. Uh, Kim Jong Un, Kim Jong Il, Kim Il Sung. Oh, of course. Uh, oh, uh, oh fuck! Was Kim Il Sung the one who like took over the country? Uh, yeah, so I've actually completely balls this up because there are only three glorious leaders. Let's say there are three paintings on the wall. No, no, no let's say five and just like, <laughs> you know, somebody presumably led the country before that. Potentially. Not that okay. it's relevant now, but I apologise. Presumably... Yeah. It, it's, compl- it's set dressing. It's, it's irrelevant. Okay. I mean, cool. you've balled up my puzzle already, but well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danzibald, can I, yes. I mean, just because it got mentioned earlier, can I go check out that uh, mysterious missing bit of carpet? Uh, you can. Looking at the missing carpet space, it just appears to be currently a square that's missing carpet. You can see that there seems to be a slit on the floor horizontally, but that's mm, it. Interesting. Is it, would it be a slit that I'd be able to kind of get a finger into at all? No. Could you put a key card through it? Uh, you could not. It's quite a quite a thin slit. Hmm. A slitted. Yes, if you will. Can we take a look at the um, the three big monitors at the uh, the head of the room? Yes, you can. So at the head of the room are three large screens mounted to the wall. The first screen on the left shows information about the country, so their power usage, you know, that kind of thing, military needs. The middlemost monitor has a live Twitter feed that shows the account in use, which is, of course, the glorious leaders, is following <laughs> only other world leaders across the globe. The rightmost screen is currently blank, and is, I'd say, about two inches further forward than the others. You said that there were clocks. Is there a clock per screen or is there uh, No, there's just multiple clocks. clocks that seem to show different times around the world. Okay, but presumably what time they're currently at is not important. Correct. Fab. You mentioned uh, the, the, the rightmost screen, the, the blank one. It was a few yes. inches further forward. Can we take a closer look and maybe see if it, if it moves aside at all or something like that? You can. So you inspect the screen on the right that's currently off. Uh, and while inspecting it, as I said, it's jutted forward a bit. Uh, looking behind it, you can see a power cable hanging out the back of it that's not currently plugged uh, in. Can we can we plug it in? You can. You plug in the cable and the screens all flick to life. What you can now see on the rightmost screen are two progress bars. One that says military might and is at 50% and one that says technological superiority and is at 75 percent after this you hear a small crackled chime and the technological superiority goes up five percent interesting so we have key card readers which are a metal and a microchip which could correspond to military might and uh technological what was it technical 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 might yeah superior let's just say super tech makes it easier to say yeah okay I do feel that we perhaps, uh, I, I maybe jumped the gun a little bit and we should have uh, tried to ring tech support to see why <laughs> our computer wasn't working. <laughs> um, you mentioned there was a filing cabinet. Yes. Could we, uh, could we have a look at that? Please? Yes, of course. On the right of the room is a small stainless steel filing cabinet with two drawers and a small metal uh, lock in the top right. Uh, is this like a... like a? Uh, yes, it's like a kind of small, not really a key, just that kind of ring of metal 
on a handle, sorry. And currently both draws are locked. Okay, can we take a look at the... So I guess we'll come back to that. Can we take a look at the uh, the table and chairs, please? Yes, of course. So on an initial glance of the table, you can see that there are several chairs around it, but one appears to be comfier than all of the others or of a better build quality of all of the others. What would you like to do? I've tried to give the chair arms in my picture, but it now looks like he's got ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could we look at the um, the more comfortable chair? Please? Yes, of course. So you look at the more comfortable chair, or rather where you would sit at said comfortable chair, and it clearly appears to be the head of the table. There is a piece of paper on the table, and at the end of it, there also appears to be a small comms unit. Can we have a quick, quick look at the piece of paper, please? Yes, you can. It's a professional headed paper with the flag of North Korea on it, and it's all in Korean. Bugger. Can we um, can we take a look at the comms unit, maybe give it a little prod? Yeah, sure. So it's a kind of small box that stands up from the desk. Uh, there is a large speaker on the right-hand side of it that's currently playing kind of background ambient Korean music. Uh, it's got that kind of nasty crackle to it like the speaker's not quite working as efficiently as it could be Uh, there are two buttons on the left top of it they're both labeled and both labels are in korean and under those are two slitettes as you called them earlier mike you can't see if anything's down there and they're too small for you to poke your little fingers down there Hmm. i mean obviously i want to press the button which one would you like to press uh left yeah so you press the leftmost button and the desk in front of you suddenly a panel slides away revealing a keyboard inspecting the keyboard you can see that it's a standard english uk format keyboard but all of the vowel keys are missing so quitty yes hmm i've only just really realized that uh the majority of the vowels are like right next to each other <laughs> oh my god you're right really... okay um motherfucker how would we <laughs> that lone wolf <laughs> splitter um is there something we could press down to, to effectively type in like an E? Um, or is there effectively no way of, of typing? No, there's, there's currently no way of typing coherent words. Excellent. Can we try the rightmost button on the little communicator? You can. You push the rightmost button and that piece of flooring that you were so content with looking at earlier suddenly parts ways and a circular table with a world map starts rising up from the floor on a piston. It gets about knee height and then makes a similar noise to when you're driving a manual car and you don't quite put it in gear properly and it judders <laughs> to a halt. <laughs> Could we go and have a quick look at... So, Sorry, was this a map or was it an atlas, like a, like a, like a globe? Yeah, it's just um, a flat picture of a world map. Um, is there anything that we wouldn't expect on it? Uh, no, it seems to just be a standard map that you assume they use for uh, you know, planning military things. <laughs> for some reason i thought you were going to say for planning parties <laughs> <laughs> potentially those two where they go on holiday next oh um we've not looked at the lights uh yeah sure so as mentioned before you look up and there seems to be four lights set into each corner of the room uh, and only two of them are currently working can i take a look at the two that aren't working please or one of the two that's not working uh yeah sure it just looks like the bulb has hit the end of its life and has blown what was the mechanic for getting into the filing cabinet? I, I forgot. Uh, it was a small kind of office key lock. In my last job, um, we had uh, these these uh, on our on our on our uh, desks, and if you um, if you pulled them quite hard in a particular way, uh, it didn't seem to matter if you needed the key, if if they were locked or not. They uh, they popped open. <laughs> um, 
And one of one of the chaps from, um, I think he was Iranian, um, called it wanking the mobiles. <laughs> <laughs> Like to, are we able to wank this one? Uh, not without losing your deposit, no. And uh, I'd quite like okay. to my cats if you could not do that. <laughs> hmm. I'm guessing we need to get these bars to fill. And what the, the military bar filled earlier when we did a thing and plugged the screen in. Uh, that was the tech bar that oh, filled sorry, up. The, the, the tech bar filled. So we're at, what was it, 55% military and 75% tech? You're at 50% military and 80% tech now. Aha, interesting. If we, if we type on the... On the keyboard, just and just mashing some buttons. Do we see characters appearing on any of the screens at all? Yes. So mashing the keys, you see them appearing in the uh, little box that's on the center screen on the Twitter feed. Ah. Interesting. What tweets can we spell without vowels? Maybe some things in Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Most of Welsh. <laughs> I was so I was just like, oh, we could we could type help, and I was like, no, that's that's got an e in it. <laughs> oh, SOS. No, that's got a vowel in it. <laughs> Hmm. Um, oh man, I'm looking at my keyboard now trying to work out what words can be made with uh, Can I suggest that there's still one item in the room that you haven't fully inspected hmm. Ooh. See, we've looked at the world map we've looked at the tables and chairs we've Have lo- you though? Oh, I guess we haven't looked at the other chairs Oh, you'd like to look at the other chairs? Uh, if, if we could please Oh that yes, of course Awfully kind of you So, uh, looking at the other chairs where presumably the minions sit uh, on one of the chairs, underside the table, you find something gaffer taped to the bottom of the desk. Ooh. Inspecting said Is gaffer taped item, you see that it's actually a generic smartphone that you found under there. Ooh. It has a case that is the wonderful picture of the glorious leader in all his glory. And it also appears to have a small key ring attachment on which a small office key is linked. Inspecting the smartphone, you can see that it seems to be kind of standard factory set there's no password or anything and you can get on it quite easily there's no apps of note save for it seems to have the google translate app already installed and it seems to also have the north korean and english language packs ready to go fantastic i think first thing we ought to do mike is uh, take a quick selfie in front of some, uh, maybe in front of the pictures <laughs> oh my god no we need to do it sitting in front of, sitting in his chair in front of the pictures absolutely yes yeah excellent you take a selfie and it looks great Fantastic. What do you want to try first, Mike? Do you want to try opening the filing cabinet or trying to use the Google Translate to look at this this note? Filing cabinet, mate, straight away. Excellent. So you use the key and it does indeed work. And now both drawers of the filing cabinet are open. Pray tell, Mr. Nichols, what lies therein? Uh, so in the top drawer, it seems to be full of items that seem to pertain to files of the residents of North Korea, those of specific interest. Uh, interestingly, as you flick through these, there seems to be one at the back that's marked Infinite Escape Room, and Ooh. it contains an envelope. And inside are a set of pictures and a note in Korean. Using the phone to translate the note, it says, Source of this information is currently unknown. Our agents are working on who these people are and why someone has photographed them. Which one of you would like to look yeah. at the pictures? Um, I'll take a look at the pictures. Excellent. So Ben observes the pictures Uh, As Mike observes Ben, he seems to uh, suddenly have a look of concern on his face. Uh, And as you both look at the pictures, they seem to be pictures of yourselves. Makes perfect sense. They seem to be uh, pictures of both of you sat in a pub having a very nice time. And as you flick through the pictures, it seems to be you drinking and laughing uh, until you get to the last picture, which appears to be uh, Mike spilling a pint down himself. Standard so far. (laughs) Looking at the... uh, 
picture on the back of the last one in elegant calligraphy is written the word clumsy in English. <laughs> hmm. Okay. So there's nothing sinister about that so far because I've always suspected that world fame was just around the corner with this podcast and now having it confirmed. I think if we've broken North Korea, then we've really, we really know we've done it. Well, we wouldn't. I mean, I don't think it would get out to us. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure if the podcast analytics pick it up. Would you like to uh, inspect the second drawer? Uh, we would, yes, please. Okay, so you open the second drawer and it seems to contain all the vowel keys of a keyboard and two spare light bulbs. Ah, oh. convenient. Uh, could we change the lights first, please? Yes. So uh, you swap out the two light bulbs for the two broken ones in the room. And again, you hear a crackled chime and the superior tech bar raises another 5%. So you're now at 85%. Hmm. Man, when changing two light bulbs improves the technology of an entire country by 5%, things are in a pretty dire situation. <laughs> okay, yeah. Can we replace the uh, the vowel keys on the keyboard, please? Yeah, sure. You replace every vowel key in the keyboard. Uh, and again, you hear a crackled chime and the superior tech raises another 5%. That feels more significant than two light bulbs. As, as a person who has come back to his desk before at work to find all of his keys um, off of his keyboard. <laughs> oh, it's a really good trick as well. Have you ever switched somebody's M and N keys around before? <laughs> <laughs> Your brain just can't no. process it. It's brilliant. That's so horrendous. The thing is, I work with loads of people that like do touch typing, so I don't know how well that would work. I mean, presumably they just touch like wrong and then get confused and angry. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so can we run the um, the letter, please, that was on the table through um, through Google Translate? Oh, yes. yes, of course you can. So you run the note over Google Translate, and it roughly translates to saying, we must show the rest of the world our superior might and show them we are not afraid of them. Could we go over to the map and like shape our fist at it and go, uh, You can shake your fist at the map and nothing happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I know, so with world leaders these days, it's quite the in thing to just send inflammatory war-starting things on Twitter. So can I hop on the keyboard and type words to the effect of come and have a go if you think you're hard enough? Uh, you can do that. Uh, you type them and post the tweet, and then shortly after you seem to get a large number of retweets and other world leaders showing concern. The military might bar increases by 10%. I mean... I guess I might as well do it again. Um, oh, uh, how's about as soon as we finish enriching this delicious, delicious uranium, we're going to nuke South Wales? Nice. Uh, after typing that and posting it, uh, other world leaders start sharing their concern uh, in reply tweets, and the bar goes up another 10%. Ben, you got any inflammatory treats you want to uh, throw out? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling, rather. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's about... That's definitely not a comb-over slash lol slash hashtag irony <laughs> okay at, at the real donald trump oh nice okay you send said tweet uh and he immediately replies spouting filth uh back at you and the bar raises 20 percent 20 percent 20 percent yes so you're now at 90 oh so both both are at 90 aren't they uh yes no okay so i mean i guess i guess one more tweet uh ben do you want to throw one out or so my I, my head is going blank. I've got no idea. Like <laughs> this is the this is the boy band lyrics all over again. That's very diplomatic, it is. Of you, Ben. It is. I, <laughs> if there's one thing we like more than um, nuking our South Korean neighbours, it's the Infinite Escape Room podcast, and then oh, um, our RSS feed. Oh, wonderful! You send uh, said tweet, and then uh, South Korea responds uh, with a great deal of worry, saying that they won't stand for such insolence. And you notice the bar reach 100% uh, 
you hear a crackled chime out of the comm box and then start hearing a grinding noise. Looking at it further, I assume it's Mike sat in the seat as he was typing. Uh, you inspect the unit just as it makes a final chug and then a thin piece of plastic is fired out of the unit and slaps you between the eyes. <laughs> it seems to be a small credit card sized piece of plastic and it has a blue symbol on it that very much looks like a war medal. What has that tweet done for my podcast analytics? Uh, they go up 10%. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I'm wondering whether the blubbery blips need to be done together or because uh, we're, we're still 10% off the off the te- uh, technological superiority. Yes. Is there something we've not uh, fixed in the room? Because I'm half wondering if we blubbery blup this key, whether that'll uh, constitute as some extra percentage given that installing light bulbs did. Oh, something that went wrong earlier was when the world map came out it all like chugged and grounded, didn't it? Like, it did. Oh, it did, so yes. I guess we could maybe go over the two of us and give it kind of a, a hoiky lift to see if we can get it all the way up. Ah, we could, Excellent. yes. Excellent. Uh, you do that, and you find that it's got a lot more give in it than you thought, and it raises up to the standard height of a table and not at your knees. You hear a crackled chime, and then the bar goes up 8%, so you're now at 98%. Fuck, what could the last 2% be? Could we uh, could we blub de blub the uh, the keycard that we've got to the metal keycard uh, beneath the picture? You please? can you do that and it illuminates green and then there's a click and then it goes back to red and nothing happens. So okay. We do need to do both simultaneously. Uh, the speaker was crackly, if I remember. Um, it the was. comms unit crackly speaker. I guess can we give it a, a sturdy thwack? Of course, you give it a precise and technical thwack. At which point there's a click. And then a crisp, beautifully clear-sounding chime. And the technological superiority <laughs> bar hits 100%. After that, you hear a small whirring and a key pops out... Uh, sorry, a card key pops out of the other slit. However, it hasn't fully popped out and you have to kind of get your fingers in there and pry it out the rest of the way. This is, again, a credit card-shaped piece of plastic and has a small microchip symbol on it. Shall uh, shall we take a key card each, Mike, and uh, take it to, to the picture and... Uh, touch the symbols to the corresponding sensor. The things that you have described are absolutely grand. I am in full agreement. Perfect. So you do set actions and both blip your key cards simultaneously. They both illuminate green. And then there is a siren sounds. Four spinning red, uh, I don't know what you call them, kind of similar lights you have on top of police cars, uh, descend from the ceiling. However, keeping with the theme, one doesn't spin and one only descends about halfway through the ceiling and then gets stuck. <laughs> you then notice that the picture of the glorious leader moves back about an inch and then slides down, and then coming forward is a large steel plate with a nuclear warning logo on it. This opens, and a large amount of steam floods into the room, and you see a green glowing object. Congratulations, you have found the new Keylar Power Key. Very Yay. good. You take the key... And then all of the power drains from the room and emergency lights light up the way. A small panel in the wall pops open and reveals the stairwell. You climb back up the stairs and out back into the lobby. Well hey. done, Danny. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. I was worried it would be uh, overkill. Mm. Excellent. So that leaves <laughs> us with the bathroom then. It does. And that's my puzzle. Uh, anyway, so we have remaining to us 15 minutes. You approach Kim Jong-un's private lavatory. Or at least you try to. 
Much like his father, Kim Jong-il, uh, Kim Jong-un does not actually go to the bathroom and you can't seem to find one. At least that's what his official biography tells us. You suspect this might be why he's such a cuddly little chubster. <laughs> All full of whittle and bum sausage shit. Yes. <laughs> so instead you try the next door that you can find and you find yourself in a large basketball court. <laughs> oh. Did you, did you know, by the way, that Kim Jong-un is a massive basketball fan? I did not. No. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a huge uh, basketball fan. He's, uh, he's good pals with uh, famous American bas- basketballer Dennis Rodman. Oh. Who has described him as not a psychopath and just quite a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a good quote. Exactly. If only we could all have that on our headstones. <laughs> so uh, this particular basketball court is a little unusual, uh, as the entire back half of it is also an Olympic swimming pool, oh. with the one and only basketball net suspended above it. The walls to the left of you are covered in oil paintings of the great leader accomplishing his wondrous feats. And then to the right of you, there's a big old pile of sports equipment. It's all been stuffed in the corner. Finally, uh, next to the door that you came in, there is a strange vending machine. Uh, what would you like to do? Oh, uh, can we take a look at the strange vending machine, please? Mm, yes. Sure thing. So the vending machine is uh, quite large, uh, much like the technology that Danny described earlier. It's all sort of stainless steel and and pipe, and it just looks a bit shit and and wonky. Um, (laughs) It has a large circular dispensing chute at the bottom and a metal hopper slash funnel at the top. So it's a vending machine that will also accept goods? It would appear to be so. I guess that's probably a vending and something machine? What, What would be like the opposite of vending? Depositing? I suppose so. I suppose you would deposit, wouldn't you? Deposit and vend. Oh, yeah, the old deposit machine. Yeah, a, a, depo- a, a simultaneous depending and depositing machine. Oh, fuck. <laughs> depositing and <laughs> vending machine. Excellent. Uh, um, can we see what's in the vending machine? Or do we not have a view into it? I'm afraid it's uh, sort of solid metal. You can see naught but the metal and none of its innards. Mm, Could we have a quick okay. look at the sports equipment, please? Sure thing. So you, you go across the sports equipment... And you realise that um, despite it being on a basketball court, it doesn't look much like sports equipment. In fact, it's spare food because they've got so much food in North Korea. Um, (laughs) It looks like they've got so much they've had to just start stuffing it in odd rooms in the palace. Uh, You see there's a a great big sack of uh, crispy fried dog. There's a big sack of rice, a catering plate of Japanese sushi and a big sack of cornflour. Interesting. So what was the second thing? Rice. Uh, Rice. I'm, I'm... wondering whether we have to put all or some of this in the top of the vending machine yeah i was thinking along those lines mike can we put food in the vending machine please yeah certainly what would you like to do i i'm gonna say can we get like can we we do like a handful of each to begin with uh sure thing so you put uh a uh a handful of crispy fried dog in uh you put a handful of rice in and uh, a handful of sushi you weird fuck and (laughs) a handful of corn flour the crispy fried dog and the corn flour uh, go straight back out again of the dispensing chute and the rice and the sushi stay in. Uh, mm-hmm. The machine makes a little grumble grumble sound and then stops. Interesting. So it didn't like the dog or the corn flour, but it liked the rice and the sushi. But it didn't vend anything particular. Like It, it gave us back what we put in that it didn't like, but it didn't vend us uh, yeah, anything a new made out of rice or, or sushi. Yeah. Danny, do you reckon we should just uh, dump all the rice and sushi in the top? Yes. I mean, it seems to accept it, so why not? Yeah. Can we can we dump the rest of the bags of the rice and sushi, please? Yes. I will also assist. 
Ben grabs the bag of rice, um, Danny grabs the catering plate of sushi, and you start to dump them in the hopper. The hopper makes a grumba sounds, and then you see at the bottom of the hopper a big round basketball uh, sized and shaped ball emerges, and then another one, and another one, and another one, until you have a lovely collection of great big basketball sized balls. Out of sushi and rice. Out of sushi and rice, all... You know, not quite classic basketball orange, more basketball brown. I don't know what you're thinking, Ben, but I'm thinking that potentially we have to get said sushi balls into the basket that was over the swimming pool at the other end. I'm glad you thought of that because I was thinking I'm starting to get a bit peckish. And <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, that would probably be a good idea. Um, just quickly inspecting the swimming pool, Mike, is there anything particular about it other than the fact that it appears to be taking up half a basketball court? Yeah, so it's an Olympic swimming pool, but inexplicably in this case takes up a basketball court. Not quite sure what the dimensions uh, there are, but it is about four metres deep and it's full of water. Excellent. Okay. And and if we stand at the edge, roughly how far away is the basketball hoop? The basketball hoop is probably about 10 metres away. Um, well, throwing caution to the wind, can I take said uh, sushi ball and just go for a three-pointer? Certainly. Uh, I, I know for a fact that Danny is, um, is quite fly for a white guy and <laughs> um, more than able to make said shot. So Danny uh, sort of takes same, one hand back, and then launches himself up uh, flinging the ball. The ball itself is um, substantially heavier than a standard basketball, but still his aim is true. It hits the ring. However, it hits the ring, rolls inside it a bit, and then bounces off. It's a bit like one of those fairground rings by the looks of things. It doesn't quite sync up size-wise. Mm, okay. A smaller basketball ring than the balls we're provided. I would say minimally so. Minimally smaller. Um, like by by yeah. millimeters to the point where a, a scoring a three pointer with it is um, difficult. Uh, yeah, if not physically impossible. Okay. The paintings around the room. Can we have a look at them, please? Certainly. So you go up to the paintings. Uh, you can see they're not in fact oil paintings, as uh, they may have originally looked from a distance, but actually slightly hokey photoshops that somebody has then printed out on an A2 <laughs> inkjet. <laughs> Even worse, it looks like they're using the uh, the pirated version of Photoshop CS2 that everybody had back in the early 2000s, uh, and that the, uh, the magic wand selection tool uh, has been used without feathering. Oh no, that's the worst of crimes. Uh, one painting shows the great leader and Dennis Rodman shaking hands next to a large missile. Another <laughs> shows the great leader doing a flying dunk at an NBA All-Stars game. Uh, for some reason, his body looks slightly taller and darker than usual in this. One shows the great leader walking on water to the applause of military personnel. And the final painting is in fact a large screen. It is two metres tall from the floor and runs from the floor to the not floor and shows the great leader's great big happy smiling face. It's a screen. Okay. Um, ben, I don't know what you think about this radical idea, but the balls are currently um, larger than the basket, but the balls are also made of a food substance. So could yes. we um, eat the balls smaller? And that's no, the I... sentence I didn't think I'd be saying, but there you go. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking something along the same lines. Yeah. Uh, Mike, can I uh, kind of nibble away at one of these? <laughs> Certainly. Um, well, you bring your face close to the ball and recognise a absolutely diabolical smell. The closer your face gets to it, it becomes hauntingly, horribly familiar and you find yourself utterly incapable of um, biting into it. 
if I had to say anything, I would say that this ball smells like shit. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, instead of eating it then, could it, you know, is it pliable? Could I tear some off? <laughs> I'm afraid it's quite a solid ball of shit. Damn it. The the pictures that we've got, uh, do they have frames on that we could potentially move? Just like cheap IKEA frames, and uh, they are they are fixed to the wall. Okay. Damn it. And the screen is is uh, on and just showing the glorious leader's wonderful face. Exactly, it's showing the glorious leader's great big round smiley face. Uh, he he smiles, as you may know, actually, uh, in almost as many photographs as he physically can, because he embodies the joy of North Korea. Um, if the if the balls are foul smelling, uh, can we make a political statement and throw one at the screen? Ooh. Certainly, uh, you throw it at the screen. I mean, it's your cat. <laughs> it hits the screen and sends a crack down the side of the screen. A part of it now has that kind of weird multicolored tessellated thing going on. No, did we lose our deposit? I think I probably not the whole cat, but I might need to take a leg. <laughs> oh shit, why didn't you ward me first? I mean, you're the one throwing shit balls at <laughs> Yes, but I warned <laughs> you my shit balls. before you broke stuff. That is true. I I'm wondering whether we need to do anything with the uh dog and cornflower or whether that's something that it's just just there and it's a red hen. Could we um could we put the, yeah. the remaining uh, ingredients into the vending machine, Mike, and see what happens? Certainly, uh, they pass through. Oh, okay, interesting. Can we can we uh, take the same approach then and just shove all of them in at once? Uh, sure. So you've actually used all of your rice uh, and uh, and sushi. Yeah. Uh, but you do so with the uh, the dog and the cornflower. Once again, it all just vends through. Awesome. Uh, I assume there's a grinding and something pops out. The cornflower. Could we dump it into the swimming pool? You can. Oh, you nice. dump the great big sack of cornflour into the swimming pool. The swimming pool goes a cloudy white. I wonder if we are now able to uh, run across it um, because cornflour sort of thickens, doesn't it? And gives you Yeah, a... you've, you've changed the viscosity of the pool now. You Absolutely. Are... You are correct, Ben, in that cornflour is a non-Newtonian fluid. Oh, Ben, you genius. Um, thankfully, my prior knowledge has saved us. Um, so, <laughs> uh, Danny, uh, would you do the honours? Uh, I, I don't think I could run fast enough and and hit uh, hit a hit a ball into the. Uh, yeah, sure. I will uh, attempt to take the aforementioned shit ball and uh, run up and slam dunk it for everyone's kind of theatre of the mind. Okay, <laughs> there are two minutes left on the clock. By the way. Danny starts sprinting across the pool of the corn flowery water, hardening beneath his feet as he impacts upon it in wonderful non-Newtonian style. He then jumps up to the net, which is actually a quite reasonable two metres above the uh, the surface of the pool, and slam dunks the ball into the ring, or tries to. He manages to get the ball about a third of the way in, but it's quite tight. And Danny uses his entire body weight to start pushing down on it, <laughs> and you hear a whimpering sound coming from the screen uh, you look across at the great leader and you can see that his smile has started to drop and he is in fact sweating and grimacing danny continues to push down on the ship ball through the hoop and it starts getting further and further in and the the picture of the great leader starts sweating more and more and more eventually it fully crowns and danny manages to completely slam dunk it through the hoop hooray you hear a chime you look across at the screen and the great leader is sweating profusely and looking extremely uncomfortable you hear a click and the screen moves away from the wall oh can we look behind it yes you can 
Behind it, you can see a little doorway. Stepping through the doorway, you see a small room with an Armitage Shanks porcelain toilet. A couple of rolls of Andrex quilted and a newspaper with the crossword halfway filled out. Atop the cistern, you spy a small shining object. Congratulations, you have found the Kim Jong bum. And you have <laughs> solved my puzzle. Oh, excellent. Well done, guys. Fantastic. Yeah, good job. Where's the clock at? Uh, 20 seconds. <gasps> Quick sprint to those whimsical padlocks. And so we sprint out of Kim Jong-un's private bum palace, out of the basketball court and back into the lobby. We insert the new Keela power key, the Thai key, and the Kim Jong-bum into the whimsical padlocks. We twist them open, open the door, and we escape. And we do it with four seconds remaining. Hooray! No seconds to spare on that outro either. Crikey. <laughs> oh, well done, guys. Hooray. <laughs> cool. Good stuff. Let's Good wrap up. So, thanks very much for listening. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, an outro like the intro. Wonderful. <laughs> and we've escaped. <laughs> Did I even say we escaped earlier? Oh, man, my outro was so boring. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. You can subscribe to us on all of your favourite apps, feeds, iTunes, and at our website, www.theinfiniteescaperoom.com. You can also follow us and get in touch via Facebook and Twitter at tier underscore podcast. That's tier like top tier, not like a sad thing. If you've enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, we'd be obliged very much, Lee, if you could please leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook, as it's a really big help in reaching new audiences. Alternatively, you could have our website URL tattooed onto your child's face. Uh, that would also help us get the message out. Oh, um, novel. We love you lots, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye now. Ta-da. Bye-bye.